<laughs> and on Valentine's Day is, I don't know how to explain it. Some people do the freaky, kinky, rinky-dink, <laughs> crazy things on Valentine's Day. And then some people are normal and do the romantic thing. Uh, <laughs> but, um, hey, whichever way you go for Valentine's Day, that's on you, and I don't want to know nothing about it. I know I had mentioned this before, maybe a year or two or whatever, is how the sex industry makes stupid amount of money. And Valentine's Day is actually one of the highest grossing numbers that uh, people decide to get much more kinkier than normal on Valentine's Day. Or they explore in you know, weird ways to see if the relationship is there. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, depending on your partner. And um, it's, it's crazy that these numbers for just for Valentine's Day alone, no other holiday that I have seen, but for Valentine's Day is not really a, a paid holiday. I don't know why the hell am I saying that for, but it's not. Um, but the growth for flowers, the flower industry, for Valentine's Day is massive, like over $4 billion worth, or more, or maybe I'm wrong entirely, maybe the numbers are wrong and I don't know about it, but you know again, just take my facts as nothing more than a grain of salt, but the flower industry for Valentine's Day is really really, really crazy. And red roses and white roses, what I've observed, are the ones that sell out faster than any other flower out there. And it's nuts, but it's true. Red roses and white roses sell much faster. Yellow roses are like maybe about 50% gross as well. Um, but red roses are always popular that sell out like hotcakes, which, which is crazy. Um, but that's what I've noticed. And also the, the regular, normal, typical flowers sell, you know, pretty grossly as well. But in my opinion, by what I've seen from year after year after year, 
red roses do sell out much faster than any other typical flower. In my opinion, again, this is my observation, this is what I've been observing over the years, you know, from every single year from Valentine's Day. But also, the jewelry industry, if you think about it too, Valentine's Day is also a big pool, also for the jewelry industry. It could be even for costume jewelry, which many people you know like to be cheapskates. <laughs> so again, I know I'm bringing up a whole lot of can of worms out here. I am so sorry if I'm bringing you bad memories right now, but I'm telling you the truth as it is. Um, the jewelry industry also grosses quite high on Valentine's Day. Besides Christmas and New Year, which are also the huge, huge, huge um, industries that also sell jewelry around that same time. But for Valentine's Day, the jewelry, you know, in downtown New York, in the Diamond District, down there in New York City, jewelry, no matter, even if it's costume jewelry, it sells like crazy. And Valentine's Day is, I guess, maybe one third maybe of people get engaged on Valentine's Day besides Christmas and New Year's put together because everybody wants to get engaged on Christmas they also want to get engaged for Thanksgiving oh my god that's right I could never have a Thanksgiving um, in front of family and friends and then you have Valentine's Day but it's kind of crazy how, you know, certain days or certain holidays, when it comes to, you know, your significant other, that, you know, you want something special to happen. But sometimes you gotta be patient within your relationship in order for it to happen. And sometimes it doesn't happen, like, you know, snap within the next day. And every relationship is always different. Yeah, some couples bicker and argue, you know, back and forth and whatnot. And it could be frustrating in between the relationship, even if you don't have a kid in the relationship either. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Because sometimes every relationship also, which is crazy, yes, you can be happy in a relationship or play that you're satisfied in a relationship, but in all actuality, you're not. I'm just throwing facts out there that you just don't want to confront yourself with. You know, the, the truths and facts of a relationship. Um, you know, I've been... Ooh. Yeah. I've been in a relationship for nine years already. Holy shit. Crazy. And it's with the same 
husband of my daughter, so I still love him even though we're pain in the asses. And I really, you know, need a breather. That's why I come to work. <laughs> to get away from him and to spend time with you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm a real pain in the ass. I know I am. But I know many of us are like that. We don't want to be around, you know, our our kids or our husbands or fiancés or whatever. We just want to be left alone, even just for ourselves. You know, sometimes you feel like you're being, like, smushed in the relationship that you can't breathe. And, you know, when you try to explain to your significant other, say, look, I want to be with myself. You know, I need a breather to be by myself so I can get my sanity back. You know, even though we are both in the relationship, sometimes you just gotta hang back and say, look, I need a breather. I just wanna be by myself. Or, you know, I wanna be, you know, comfortable. You know, I just wanna take a bath by myself. Or, you know, I wanna read my book by myself without, you know, the kids or family or whatever. Or, you know, Okay, yeah, you can help family out, you know, with uh, either doing chores or trying to get facts or information, you know, about virtually almost anything and everything. And it's, you know, but again, you know, you need your own sanity back, (laughs) unfortunately, in any kind of relationship, no matter if you just started or you've been in it for for a long haul. You, you gotta realize that you're the one who needs the breather. And you just, like, you know, calm down and, and relax yourself and, you know, saying enough is enough before I bring my own neck half the time because of so much stress. But, life, you know, hey, life things happen, either if they're bad or good. You still gotta stick through it no matter what it is in any kind of relationship you're in. And, you know what? You just gotta do you. Even if it's just, like, for one day, just to get away, period. Just by your lonesome. You know, you don't want to be around your friends. You don't want to be around your husband, your kids. You just want to do you. And just want to be left alone. And in some relationships, you know, your significant other, you know doesn't understand that, and they've forgotten how it is to be alone, and, you know, sometimes you need to be alone to gather up your own thoughts and your own sanity at times, no matter where the heck you are in the house, or, you know, you're hiding food from your own kids, so, um, yeah, kids will constantly leave you hungry, (laughs) even if you try to hide the best snacks from them, they will find a way to find your favorite snacks, which is crazy. I think many, um, this may sound really funny, but I, I, I think it actually may be true. <laughs> As many families are, you know, are, are remodeling their homes or their minivans and many, you know, families are deciding to do online schooling, that's fine and good and all that. Um, you know, keep the kids educated while on the road, which is very, which is a very good thing. And, uh, <laughs> I think many of us who have modified 
um, a trailer home or a tiny house or, or whatever you want to call it. As women or as, you know, the fathers or the husbands or whatever in the relationship too, we hide or we make secret little passages or secret little extra closets that, um, you know, to get away from our kids to hide away from as well as trying to keep us alive and keep us healthy as the parents in order to take care of, you know, these kids. And um, I think sometimes it's just best, you know, yes, you can have fun with your family and you can have fun with the kids and all that, but sometimes it's best just for one day and, you know what, have fun just being by yourself. Again, no friends, no family, no nothing, just you doing you what you love to do. And hopefully I will be going on vacation soon. So if you do not hear a podcast within two weeks, nothing has happened. Trust me, I am on vacation. I will be doing a live uh, on TikTok very soon. You will eventually going to see the face of this voice. So, and it's going to be a surprise. So, just look out for hearing out this voice on TikTok very soon, I promise you. And, uh, and see how it goes. But, uh, hey, never know what the heck is going to happen from day to day. And I knew for a fact that every boss out there in America are freaking assholes. Literally. I don't know what it is that makes you believe that you are a supervisor thinking, I know I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again so it sinks in. If you were a supervisor out there, you have no right in any way to ridicule another employee. If an employee has been on the job for almost eight years or almost nine years or ten years or whatever you want to call it, you know, they have had had ample time to do the job and do the job right. Would you ridicule them for doing their job? Or would you praise them and give them compliments? Because many supervisors today, because many of them think that they've had such a long time on the job that they've forgotten how to communicate amongst their employees. Like literally have forgotten how to communicate on the job, let alone 
supervisor is not even following his own advice. Meaning, he claims, do not bring your drama home to work with you. But he's breaking that. He's breaking that rule. Let alone, he's also breaking another rule that he's not supposed to be eating lunch with another employee. Even if that employee happens to be his wife or his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. They have two different statuses. That's the problem here. He is the supervisor, not her. So what in her right mind does she have to claim that her husband is the supervisor that makes her one as well? Now tell me if if I get this wrong or you know when you see me you'll talk to me on TikTok is um I do got a question for you guys and I'm going to ask it again on TikTok if I remember it which I probably will or I won't but what what you know how would you go about informing because no matter what you do to try to please your bosses it either goes in one ear and goes out the other and I just want to do my job that's all I want to do I just want to be left alone and I you know and I do what I can do that's, that's it. Every day, for example, if you work in the mall or if you're issuing tickets, it doesn't matter if it's morning, noon, or night, or overnight, isn't it so that every day is always something different? There will be some days that you will issue what you issue or what you can issue or what you can tolerate. Even if you try to hunt down to issue tickets. And every... Because I used to work in the morning, Chef. And I would get... Every day, because when I worked in the morning show for three years, I would get my tickets. But within those three years, it was hard to find tickets. And let alone, you also had to be weary of your fellow co-workers who were also, you know, you have that one block that you share because it splits the other section of, you know, where you gotta be. But again, it depends 
on the day, it depends on the weather. If the weather provides you that it is either too cold or too windy, it would be common sense to try to find shelter, you know, and try to warm up like for 15 to 20 minutes so you can get your bearings back and search each vehicle for the correct permit. Now, it's common sense if all the vehicles that you are checking has all the permits, you know, how is it your fault? Or rather, you get the blame from your boss that you are doing absolutely nothing. That you are not doing your job. When all actuality, you are doing your job. But again, it's not your fault or your dilemma that you can't find any tickets. No matter where you go, any section morning noon or night and you keep searching and searching and searching for tickets and you cannot find it and your boss has nerve to scream and yell at you that you do absolutely nothing when you yourself know from what time to what time that there are tickets available to you and when it stops But yet, the supervisor has forgotten how it is to work overnight and that how difficult it is to find tickets. Literally, half of the people that I work with, we struggle through different sections that we issue within the week some days can be good days and then some nights I think it was one night I issued only seven tickets one night and I did second to 18th street and my first ticket was all the way down by 11th Street and Palisades Avenue. My first ticket within an hour and 45 minutes into the shift. And this was at 1.45, an hour after I started. Let alone... They also tell you that it's mandated for you to walk everywhere to find tickets when you work for parking authority. And your legs can take you so far and you can exert yourself so far. And then they're forgetting about your well-being that you are out in this pool issuing tickets from your fingers to your toes becoming numb as hell and they've forgotten about your well-being in the office.
people with serious medical conditions still work on this job from severe muscle spasms in the lower back to severe muscle spasms in the hands and other medical reasons but yet we still do what we can with what is provided to us and my boss has the nerve to tell me that I do absolutely nothing when I'm doing the best to my ability and have the nerve to say to me that I am doing absolutely nothing when my legs are trembling because I exerted myself so much that I am jet lagged and have a muscle spasm in my back for exerting myself to make sure that I get these damn tickets and have the nerve to tell me that I do absolutely nothing. Are you kidding me? And I'll write your name. So explain to me how I bust my ass to do what I can do with the amount of time that is given to me to issue these damn tickets. And yet in the end, it is just unappreciative. Truly unappreciative. Which is really, really frustrating. But again, not a, you know, uh, you know, no, 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 you know, no thank you for doing what you can. No, you know, you know, no, you know, no compliments saying thank you, but rather keep pushing you so down that many people quit this job within two to five years issuing tickets because of drama like this. And it is ridiculous. I don't care how badly I humiliate the department, but I am telling the truth. And rather one way or another, it will come out and it's going to blow up. If it's not me that's going to do it, it's going to happen to somebody else. <laughs> oh, and, and here's a funny thing too. <laughs> People who have worked for parking authority in this town, they actually went to the mayor's office and tried to sue the department because of 
because of uh, the supervisor of how arrogant he is towards other uh, employees on um, on the job. Like literally, just purposely, you know, um, you know. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He loves to put everybody down just for no reason and cause so much drama. And again, like I said, so unappreciative of what is being done. And I defend myself and I'm still going to be defending myself. And and then when shit starts hitting the fan who knows what's gonna happen after that okay my tweedledees and tweedledums my lovelies and lovely yes good morning good afternoon good evening on this february 11th of 2023 i hope you enjoyed my rambling and my stupidity and my antics i really need this vacation but hopefully you'll see this voice on tiktok love yous much love Mwah.